You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 65 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crime. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales of crazy criminal happenings. Only this time, it's not so much the crime that's crazy, it's the reason the crime was committed that is wild and wacky. You'll see what I'm talking about shortly. I want to just quickly read a couple positive reviews I received over on Apple Podcasts. They're both along the same lines, and these people really get me, and what I'm trying to do over here. First up, we got Stephanie, and they say, Man, I look forward to every single episode. I listen to a lot of true crime, and this podcast is a great mental break from some of the harder cases I listen to. Thank you for the laughs. You're the best. And the next one's from Princess Athena. And she says, Leroy is hysterical. His dry wit and Canadian accent make this a treat. Oh, thanks, eh? I like when he reads the reviews or does the accents of the people he's recounting. It's a welcomed break from the same old murder podcast. Thank you, Stephanie and Princess. I absorb an insane amount of true crime in my ears every week. And I wanted to offer something that's in the true crime realm because I'm so fascinated by it but at the same time, I wanted it to not be so heavy. Something lighter, a palate cleanser, if you will, between all the insanely violent and heartbreaking shit everyone else is talking about. So I'm glad you guys get me. Like I've said before, I read all the reviews. I can't be boring you to death reading them all off on the show, but I really do appreciate it, because first of all, it helps me out, and it's always nice to hear some feedback from the people. Okay, that's enough tooting my horn here. (laughs) What do you say we get a couple jokes in? Compliments of upjoke.com. Okay, first up. What does the Crime Stoppers hotline and a glory hole have in common? The tips 
Always remain anonymous. That was actually a good one. I love it. Next. Why are crimes in the deep south so hard to solve? Because there's no dental records and all the DNA matches. All right, everybody. Hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home at a reasonable hour. Unless, of course, we get caught in traffic, have engine trouble, or the weather's bad, or blah, 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 blah. Episode number 65, Excuses, Excuses. Excuses. My wife will tell you, I'm full of them. I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do that. I didn't have enough time, I was too tired, I forgot. I'm on my rag, I have a headache. I prefer to call these reasons why I can't do things, but I suppose they are excuses. And they usually come down to laziness or poor time management on my part. Or I'm just not in the mood especially when I throw on a pair of comfy track pants and put my hair up in a bun. No means no. I'm not a piece of meat. I'm just messing around. Uh, What's my point here? Where am I going with this? Ah, excuses. Even as kids, we have them. My dog ate my homework, etc. As we grow older, you'd think we'd come up with more clever ones, but oftentimes we don't, even when we're trying to cover up or excuse our criminal behavior. Yay! Our first story takes us to jolly old England, mates. Specifically, Walsall, which is a market town in West Midlands County. Is Walsall a safe place to live? Well, let's check in with crimerate.co.uk to find out more. Walsall is the second most dangerous town in the West Midlands, and is among the top 10 most dangerous overall out of the West Midlands 44 towns, villages, and cities. The overall crime rate in Walsall in 2021 was 52 crimes per 1,000 people. This compares poorly to the West Midlands overall crime rate. However, they then go on to say, For England, Wales, and Northern Ireland as a whole, Walsall is among the top 20 safest major towns and the 2,948th most dangerous location out of all towns, cities, and villages. So Walsall is dangerous as far as places go in the West Midlands, but really, overall, it ain't that bad, okay? They also claim that in March of 2021, Walsall was the worst major town in the West Midlands for bicycle thefts, with six crimes reported. A strange statistic to report on? Weird flex, bro. Six bike thefts isn't even that big of a deal. One bad apple could commit that in one night. Anywho... We are not in Walsall to discuss bicycles. I mean, you could technically call the lady Muhammad Iklak picked up in his vehicle, the town bicycle, as she was a known sex worker over there, and everyone got a ride. 
but that would be rude. And more importantly, we'd be getting ahead of ourselves in the story. Let's go back to the afternoon of May 9th, 2013. A couple of undercover detectives are chilling in their unmarked vehicle in a neighborhood well-known for prostitution. A red light district, if you will. They're on the lookout for suspicious activity. This is part of Operation Scarlet and Minus, where they are aggressively trying to crack down on sex workers and johns in the worst areas of town. We call gentlemen who request the services of sex workers johns, where I come from. I think so, anyways. I don't know. Not really my area of expertise. I noticed time and time again they refer to these dudes as curb crawlers in the UK. That sounds vulgar to me, but also hilarious. Curb, spelled K-E-R-B. Let's get a definition from a trusted source, Wikipedia. Quote, A curb crawler is a person who drives around areas known for street prostitution, soliciting prostitutes for sexual activity. The act is known as curb crawling because the person will typically drive very slowly along the curbside. That definition checks out. But if you want to hear about it from a different source, CollinsDictionary.com defines curb crawling as the activity of driving slowly along the side of a road in order to find and hire a prostitute. In brackets, it says in British. So there you go. I love the term and will be adding it to my vocabulary in the future for sure. Okay, so officers see a man pick up the sex worker who they are quite familiar with, and he picks her up in his black Nissan Micra. Nissan Micras are terrible, by the way. They're these dinky little cars. I almost bought one a while back because it was supposedly only $12,000, brand new, which is unheard of. When I went to sign the paperwork, all of a sudden it was $17,000. The sleazy car dealer's like, oh, well. That's the new price, because you wanted all the bells and whistles. Apparently, automatic windows, air conditioning, cup holders, a radio. All that stuff wasn't included in the initial price. Then he made me sound like a diva, because I wanted all that stuff. Idiot. But this isn't about me, so back to the story. This curb crawler picks up a lady of the evening in his sweet black Nissan Micra on Wensbury Road. He then makes a pit stop and hits up a bank machine pulls out 20 pounds. And that's not the only thing he plans on pulling out. (laughs) 20 pounds is 25 American dollars, by the way. So that is not a bad deal at all. This woman's a saint. I wouldn't even flick this guy's balls for less than 100. Anywho, this horn dog gets the dough, hops back in his vehicle, and police tail the couple all the way over to Swallow's Lane. I mean, Wallow's Lane. Sorry about that. Uh, They're stopped at a red light, And it's at this point the officers have seen enough. They hit the sirens and pull them over. The man in the vehicle flashes his badge to the cops. He's an officer of the law himself. Off duty, of course. He's a prison security guard. Not quite the same thing as a cop, so they're not just going to look the other way here. The man is 39-year-old Muhammad Iklak. Muhammad is a married man and a father of four. Awkward. When police are all like, you know why we pulled you over, right? Muhammad plays dumb and denies any wrongdoing. This is where the excuses come into play. Instead of just saying, you got me. Muhammad claimed that he was looking to buy some fresh tomatoes to bring into one of his workmates the next day. He asked a nice young lady if she knew where the nearest grocery store was. And she did. So she hopped in the vehicle to show him. 
And of course, he pulled out the 20 pounds to pay for the tomatoes. This is a wholesome situation indeed. Almost too wholesome. Let's hear it from Muhammad's lips. Quote, I asked her because I thought she looked local and I was in a hurry. She said she was going that way. End quote. Oh, she was going that way. She was ready to go downtown, baby. All the way downtown. Now, did police buy any of what Muhammad was selling? Absolutely not. He was arrested on the spot for soliciting a prostitute. He would eventually be found guilty of this charge and have to pay 400 pounds in fines, 625 pounds in court fees, and a 40-pound victim surcharge. Ouch. Officer Stacy Peterson had this to say on the matter. Quote, I've heard some excuses before, but in the 10 years that I've been a police officer, I have never heard a curb crawler covering up his crimes by claiming to be buying tomatoes. Our officers and the courts saw through his lies, and the man has now been found guilty. My message to others is simple. Curb crawling isn't a victimless crime. Sex workers are often very vulnerable, and if found guilty, you will have been found guilty of a sexual offense. End quote. I like to joke around with this, but yeah, it's true. Sex workers put themselves in very vulnerable positions, and it's a dangerous job. But it's not going to stop. It's never going to stop. So if we really cared about keeping them safe, in my humble opinion, we'd just legalize it. Police are going about this the wrong way. According to the Birmingham Mail, two sex workers were arrested around this time, and 11 others were given warnings. If they are warned three times, they are then arrested and have to go to court. Also, about six months before this incident with Muhammad, a 55-year-old lady was sentenced to four months in prison for managing a brothel on nearby Midland Road. They shut down that brothel in November of 2012. This is what I'm saying. Just make brothels legal. Then you have a safe space for these ladies to do their thing. Make the men sign in and all that. And that's going to eliminate the danger of these strangers meeting up. If you just have these legit places. Instead of having them turning tricks out there in the shadows and dark alleys. Also, in the next couple months after Muhammad's arrest, eight other curb crawlers were given warnings that if they were caught in that area again, they'd be arrested. That's funny. Sometimes you're just better off telling the truth or keeping your mouth shut. Muhammad probably would have gotten off with a warning like these other gentlemen did if he didn't come up with such a ridiculous excuse. Or at the very least, his arrest wouldn't have even made the papers. He'd just be another statistic. That tomato story, though, was so silly, it made the papers, and then his wife found out. Heck, and now you even have me, Joe Sixpack over here in Canada, making a damn podcast episode about you. The Daily Mail really let me down here, and they did not latch on to this story, unfortunately. I'm just as shocked as you are. The story would have been right up their alley, and no doubt the comment section would have had some witty remarks. Something like, I believe Muhammad when he said he was trying to purchase something plump, round, and juicy. But it definitely wasn't tomatoes. Know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> oh, I sure do. I sure do. Okay, that wraps up our first story of Muhammad and his uh, excellent tomato adventures. Let's get into another story with a strange excuse. And for this one, we are headed to South St. Paul which is a small city in Minnesota with a population of about 21,000 beautiful people. Niche.com rates at number 11 in best places to live in Dakota County. 
Let's also hear from a couple local residents and see what they have to say about their experience living in South St. Paul. Let's start with a four-star quote. Oh yeah, I've been living here for my entire life and the whole experience has been wonderful. I personally live further away from what I consider to be the main part of town, which means my area is quite safe and quiet. However, going into town is a great experience in itself. While there are some of the basic businesses, example, Dairy Queen, there are many small businesses that the town treasures. Oh yeah. The majority of people are very nice and helpful if you can't find a certain location. Lastly, I want to mention that there are several parks to walk around and plenty of events to attend in order to get more involved with the community. The town seems to be rather welcome to new residents, but this is based solely on my experience, so I cannot say for certain what everyone's experience with this is. End quote. Next, we got a three-star from another anonymous resident. Quote, I've been living here for about 10 months now, and mind you, I come from South Minnesota, where there is at most 900 people in my hometown. South St. Paul is a mix of the cities and a suburb. There is enough here where you don't have to go far for stuff, but it's not nearly as hectic as St. Paul or West St. Paul. I do avoid certain parts of town, but overall it's a pretty good town, if you can get on the right side of town. I've heard sirens maybe two to three times a month on the side I live, and cops patrol often, which makes it feel a little more secure. End quote. With all that being said, let's travel back to May 19th of 2011. Those sirens are going to start wailing again soon, because we have a criminal couple sleezing their way around town on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. This cute couple is a husband and wife. That's kind of neat. And they have very sticky fingers. A couple that steals together stays together. Isn't that the phrase? Probably not. Let's meet Charles and Pernella Bull. Charles is 46 years old with a solid mustache, a baby mullet, and droopy eyes, while 45-year-old Pernella, great name by the way, also has droopy eyes and what looks like a permanent frown on her face. Charles and Pernella could pass as brother and sister. They look pretty miserable. I'm looking at their mug shots, though, so perhaps that's unfair. Most people aren't happy to get arrested. The bulls are out for a bike ride. They pull up to a home park their rides, and step up to the front door. Pernella pokes her head in and goes, Anybody home? There's no response, so they enter the premises and get to work, grabbing whatever valuables they can. This is around 12 p.m., noon. The homeowner, a young mother, is upstairs putting her child down for a nap. She hears footsteps downstairs, so goes to check out who it is, and comes face to face with the bulls who panic and run out the back door. The running of the bulls. So she follows them as they go out front, where they are putting bags of her stuff on their bicycles. Luckily, a neighbor, who has great timing, pulls up to the end of the driveway. He stops them and tells the thieves to return the goods back to the homeowner. Charles and Pernella are totally busted. They don't even try to escape at this point, and they just wait for the police to arrive. They are both charged with first-degree burglary. The stolen items that were retrieved are a toolbox containing a bunch of uh, tools. You know, hammers, wrenches, screwdrivers, stuff like that. Also a laptop and a desktop computer. And a big blue duffel bag with the homeowner's purse and various other items. Probably a lamp, maybe a VCR, a Nintendo. 
Basically, the Bulls were just grabbing whatever they could, whatever wasn't nailed down. Of course, police questioned the Bulls, and here's where we get the excuse. You ready for this one? They weren't stealing the items from this lovely home. You see, what had happened was, a friend told them that this residence was on Craigslist and listed as a free house. That's right, a free house. You never heard of this before? Well, according to Prunella, this kind of thing goes on Craigslist all the time. You see, when a homeowner needs to leave in a hurry, the house gets listed as free, and people are welcome to take whatever isn't bolted down. Prunella claims she asked if anyone was home, and when there was no answer, assumed that the homeowners had already left the premises. So everything was up for grabs. Sounds reasonable. But weren't they a little suspicious when they saw a purse sitting on the counter that maybe the residents hadn't left yet? Not to mention when they saw the lady come downstairs, instead of apologizing and returning her stuff, they ran out of there like a couple of cowards. Police didn't believe this excuse for one second. Still, they did their due diligence and went on Craigslist anyways and looked up the house just to see if it was listed anywhere. It wasn't, and definitely not in the free section. That's too bad. I was really hoping that these two weren't lying and that free houses really were a thing. But they're not, and it turns out the bulls were just serving up police, nothing but a big steaming pile of bullshit. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 65. Excuses, excuses. The things we say to try and weasel our way out of trouble. It really is astounding, isn't it? As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Alright, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby! So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Da, 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 da. This confession comes in from a listener named Trevor, and he says, Hello, I'm a big fan. My story happened when I was 19. I'm 40 now. Myself and three of my friends, 
he uses air quotes here, piled into a Honda Civic two-door, high on pills of some kind. I can't remember what they were, LOL. <laughs> anyway, we were driving around bored and decided to try and steal a bank machine at 10 at night. Not too late to do shit like that, but anyway, we went to a gas station slash coffee shop and broke the back window, got in, busted the bank machine off the floor and tried to get it out. But the stupid door was locked on both sides. As we were doing this, we're making a lot of noise. And the apartments above had already called the cops. We couldn't get the machine out the stupid door, so we piled back into the car and took off. Two minutes down the road, we got pulled over and arrested. Six months later, I was free. Thank you for the awesome stories, and I hope this one is good enough to read on the air. Love your shit, Trevor. Thanks, buddy. I love your shit, too. Aw, oh, man. The crazy stuff we get into as young adults. How did you guys plan on getting that big old machine out of there with that little Honda Civic, though? I guess those are hatchbacks, though, right? And have some decent trunk space. Could have worked, maybe. Would have been hanging out the back of the car, looking kind of suspicious. That's impressive you guys were able to get the machine off the floor, but then you were foiled by that damn door. One of those spur-of-the-moment things where if there was a little more planning involved, I think you could have pulled it off. That kind of theft, you got to be in and out of there quick. Especially with people living above the store. Too many witnesses to spot your vehicle. This plan was probably doomed from the get-go now that I think about it. And also, you got busted and said six months later you were free? <laughs> Damn it, I should ask what that means. Six months probation or six months jail? Because if that was six months jail, that's pretty extreme. What would have that been? Vandalism? Breaking and entering? Mischief? Attempted theft? Quite a few things, I guess. Now I'm curious. Anywho, thanks for the story, pal. Uh, if you'd like to get your criminal confession played on the air, and I have quite a few of them sitting on the back burner here, but the more the merrier, send your stories into excuse me, that's legal at gmail.com. Link in show notes. There's also links to Patreon. You can join the Elite Neighborhood Watch Group through there, or chip in for some gas money through PayPal and get a shout out. Or follow me on TikTok, Instagram, all that social media stuff. Easily through checking out the show notes that I douchely refer to each episode. Alright, before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a true crime pod called the Asian Madness Podcast. Love it. My pal Jessica has an amazing show here highlighting true crimes, mysteries, and superstitions from, well, Asia. She covers a lot of crimes that you don't hear covered on the typical podcasts out there. So if you'd like, give her a listen. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. She'll tell you all about her kick-ass show in a moment. As for myself, I'll meet you back here in another 10 days for more softcore scumbaggery. Peace! Alright, take it away, Jessica. Ah, Asia, the land of contrast. So mysterious, so diverse, so peaceful, so safe. But seriously, is that how it really is? While Asia is 100% filled with amazing people, culture, food, and landscape, 
It is also home to crazy legends, superstitions, and of course, atrocious crimes. The Asian Madness podcast covers a wide variety of topics, ranging from silly weird things to unimaginable horrors. Why is a murder case nicknamed the Hello Kitty murder? Why do people avoid picking up random red envelopes on the streets? And who are the most infamous serial killers you've probably never heard of from Asia? If any of that sounds interesting, search for and subscribe to the Asian Madness Podcast on your favorite podcast app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.